Welcome back, everybody. The sun's been shining in London finally. Uh, I turned 32 last week, and today we're back with another great episode. Customer service is so important to the customer experience. It needs to be quick, convenient, and while a huge number of your website visitors will abandon your site suddenly, uh, maybe even a basket, they're really often willing to give feedback. And this is where Cart Loop comes in. Today, I welcome Lisa Popovici to the podcast to talk to us about how brands can be using SMS to properly engage with customers at relevant points in their journey. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for joining me today. Could you just introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself, your background and uh, how you've got to where you are right now? Sure, sure. Uh, hi, Will. Thanks for inviting me. I'm Lisa. I'm co-founder at Cart Loop. Uh, we are a um, SMS marketing platform that helps Shopify brands drive uh, revenue and scale their customer relationships. Uh, we basically text with customers in real time. We have a team of real people that interact with customers through text messages. And we combine both sales and support. And we act like an extension of uh, brand sales teams. And a little bit about my background um, I previously studied and graduated from med school. While I was in med school, I started my um, my first e-commerce business, which was uh, an active, like a women's activewear brand. Uh, I sold that one, and then I, I actually started, you know, the e-commerce brand as a side gig. I just wanted to, you know, um, make money on my own and be able to travel because that's the only thing I. <laughs> Uh, that was on my mind at that time. So I started it just, you know, as a side gig. And then uh, once I sold that one, I actually started uh, uh, another brand, which was like with a wider variety of, of products, which was an, uh, a women's apparel brand. And I also uh, worked with my co-founder on his brand. And this is how I got started in e-commerce. I sold that one uh, eventually as well. And then um, I started Carloop with... Uh, with Andre, my co-founder, and um, one of the reasons Cardloop was born and how I, we got actually the, the idea is when there basically there were two inflection points. So one was like back when we were building our, our brands, we were frustrated of how much revenue we were losing because of abandoned carts. And we just couldn't wrap our, hand, our head around the idea that people will were literally one step away from making a purchase when suddenly they would leave the website and never return. And, you know, the question kept circling back in our heads and we were, of course, looking at Google Analytics or Hotjar. Um, but, you know, they are only telling like part of a story. So we decided to text, to start texting our abandoned shoppers. And, you know, back then, I, I don't even know what SMS marketing tools were out there or, or if there were any. Uh, so we, we just, you know, gathered their, their phone numbers from, from Shopify and we texted them via WhatsApp and we were saying something like, hey, Will, I noticed you left this in your cart. How may I help you complete your order? Or was there anything wrong, you know, during the, the shopping process? And we actually got a very nice reply rate, around 90% of them replied and they actually told us what happened or they gave us a reason. And they really appreciated us reaching out in a very friendly way. And then we realized, so this was one of the inflection points where we realized that traditional marketing channels were not enough anymore. And, you know, you know by sending only emails to, to try to recover the, those cards, we were actually losing uh, potential leads and missing out on capturing those leads. 
And another reason was we, we actually had a, a bad experience with Facebook uh, shutting down our business. And we then, then was like the, the point where we realized that oh, we cannot rely on uh, external marketing channels and we really have to do something, you know, to, to be able to own the marketing channels that we want to uh, advertise on and, we, and where we want to communicate with our, with our customers. So these were like two, the two inflection points that, that got us to the idea that, you know, uh, there's something that can be done here. Yeah, that's awesome. I've reached out to customers before and generally they they are quite happy to help. You know, loads of people say, oh, you know, customers don't want to be bothered. You know, it's it's just going to annoy them annoy them if you if you reach out and ask for feedback and stuff. But actually so many people, whether they've purchased or not, are really happy to give that feedback. So uh, yeah, I think that was a really good kind of opportunity you spotted there. Let's talk about SMS a bit more then. And where where you think it kind of fits in, because I don't think SMS is used nearly as much as it could be. I feel it tends to be used more transactional, um, you know, order updates and things. Um, And I guess most people have just viewed it as very similar to the way email was used before, not necessarily in the best way. So, yeah. um, So, yeah. yeah, Tell us a bit more about just SMS marketing and particularly the the approach you take to it. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the way I see SMS marketing is the customer relationship channel. So it's intimate, it's personal, it's highly efficient, and it enables brands to scale their customer relationships uh, while driving revenue like no other channel, in my opinion. So, and where does it usually fit? So the way I see it is that it usually fits within a brand's multi-channel marketing strategy. So Usually brands that are using SMS marketing, they are not using only SMS marketing. They have also email, they have push notifications, they have, I don't know, maybe um, messenger, you know, social media communication or engagement with their, with their audience. So it's, it, it's part of a, a, a either multi-channel or an omni-channel marketing strategy. And I believe that any brand actually can leverage SMS marketing, either DTC brands or retailers from fashion, food and beverage, gadget or nutrition. Uh, each niche niche should double down on scaling their customer relationships and capturing their audience um, attention where they spend most of their time. And yeah, I mean, to talk a little about uh, the approach. So the difference between automated and conversational SMS marketing. So um, the way I would describe conversational SMS marketing would be like, you know, unlike marketing blasts, which usually push out promotion, uh, discount codes, transactional, uh, you know, um, approaches, as you mentioned, uh, they have no intention of offering personalized real value. But conversational SMS marketing is focused on engaging customers, offering support, getting real-time feedback from them. And it's basically an empathy-driven approach, which other mediums like email or push notifications cannot offer. Of course, only if you really know how to uh, to create like a very, um, I don't know, empathetic email. But that's like, I think, less often encountered. Uh, and the beauty of SMS marketing is that it can be used for almost anything from, you know, recovering abandoned carts, gathering real-time customer feedback, 
providing support, all the way to placing an order or returning a damaged item through, through text. So if you're using conversational tools such as SMS or live chat, which is pretty similar, uh, your shoppers can be guided and nurtured through every step of their shopping journey. And yeah, I can, I can give you an example. So for, for example, so at Carlo, we, we, use, um, we use text messaging. Most of our merchants, they use text messaging for both support and sales. And the best part of having like real humans handle your customer interactions is the fact that they can solve almost, I would say, 80 to 90% of the issues that, you know, happen during the, the shopping journey without having to involve the customer support team or the development team or the technical team. So with conversational SMS, you can tackle situations like, you know, when shoppers have technical issues or payment issues, product-related information are missing, uh, they have shipping or delivery questions, they need product recommendations, especially if you're a skincare brand, people will have questions. Um, so these use cases uh, usually are handled by, you know, the, the customer support team via email tickets. But if you are using a conversational SMS solution, you can provide like instant support to any kind of question or, you know, situation that your shoppers um, might, might ask help for. So that's, that's the beauty of it. It can be instant. It can be, you know, super convenient. Uh, it provides a single point of contact between the shopper and, and your, yourself, your brand. They have a consistent number to text at any time. And basically, it's, it's zero time lost on support tickets or live chat uh, on, on their behalf, on, on the shopper's behalf. And it also reduces inbox anxiety because we all are starting to get like, you know, when we see dozens dozens of newsletters or emails in our inbox. Uh, definitely, we don't want to, you know, communicate with a brand through email marketing. It's, I, I'd say it's, it's too much of a hassle. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hate email support. Um, I will, if there's live chat, I'll, I'll use live chat. Uh, otherwise, I use a phone. I use the phone number. Me um, too, yeah. <laughs> just because the majority of the time, I want an answer to a question, especially if I'm buying, if I'm looking to buy something, I want the answer to the question then, you know, pretty much immediately. If if I have to wait for an email, it's likely I've gone to another business. Um, in the meantime, I'm actually in the process of buying a house. And there have been a few companies that have insisted on communicating via email. And in the time that they've taken to respond, I've started a conversation on Facebook or, or just called another yeah. business. Um, and it's... And it's been done. You know, the service or whatever I've needed has been has been agreed with the one who was quickest to respond. And I suppose the, the benefit of this, the SMS approach is I don't have to sit on the website either. I don't have to sit with the website open on my phone or on my desktop chatting with live chat. I can actually just be out and about doing whatever, just responding via, via SMS in as I would with a friend or, or whatever. Um, so I think it, it's like it's like using live chat, but it actually allows a lot more flexibility for the customer. Yeah, true. And if you think about it, if when you are on your phone and you're using live chat, but you want to like you know um, navigate another page or see another product, basically that live chat bubble will disappear, 
and it, you have to open it again and find your conversation, find the agent you were talking to. So it's a bit, you know, there's there's like um, a gap there. So if you if you're texting with that brand, you can browse uh, very like seamlessly and still text at the same time. So yeah. yeah. Well, what's interesting actually is a, a lot of live chat tools will ask you for your email address in case you need to go. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's but true. None of them ask for your phone number. Yeah. None of none of them give you the option to say yes, give me a call, or yes, drop me a message on an SMS or WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, which which would again be my kind of ideal situation. I just just drop my drop my number in and then pick up the conversation on WhatsApp. Especially if it looks like there's going to be a wait uh, for, for live chat. Yeah. Generally, though, how how are these triggered? Is it is it normally um, you know obviously I, I guess for abandoned cart you can just trigger that on the abandoned cart, but otherwise, do is there just a, a phone number on a website and and it says send us an SMS or how, how does the customer initiate that or how does how does that conversation get initiated? Yeah, so there are multiple ways you can start the conversation with with subscribers. Uh, however, how we do it at this point, you know, it's either after someone abandons uh, the cart or if someone receives a text campaign, they can engage in the same conversation so they don't just get blasted. They can actually, you know, ask questions, receive support, receive help. Uh, also, if they subscribe via the pop-up, so on desktop or via their mobile phones, uh, they can actually, you know, ask questions, uh, ask for help, ask for recommendations uh, after they subscribe. There are also other other ways. So you can, you know, you can subscribe by texting, uh, texting to a number like a specific keyword or like subscribe via via social media, via Instagram or uh, there, or you can actually, you know, you can include it in your emails. You can, you can send like a, like an awareness uh, type of, I don't know, email where you you let your subscribers know, hey, we actually are offering like support via text as well. You know, text this this keyword at this number uh, and and subscribe to our uh, to our text list or something like that. So they they uh, they can also do that. Cool. And then I suppose once once they've actually subscribed to that, it's just open for the brand to contact them at any point. Yeah. Obviously, you need to be careful and use it properly. But um, I think there are some rules around uh, Facebook chatbots, for example, where you, you have to have initiated the contact within 24 hours or something. Um, so you can't you can't leave it unused and then just start messaging people. I don't think. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, with SMS, it it's not that, that there's no pressure. You can. <laughs> You can text that subscriber at, at any time. There's no like pressure to, you know, like you don't have a time frame or something like that. Yeah. Are there any misconceptions around SMS then? Like why why don't brands use it more? Um, I guess particularly in this way. But yeah, why yeah. why is SMS not used so much? Yeah, there, there are a few, uh, quite a few misconceptions. And one of them would be, you know, Still, some people still think that SMS marketing is spammy. Of course, it can be. I mean, I have, you know, experienced it myself and I'm still getting uh, unpersonalized texts, you know, one-way blast from Sephora, for example, and I cannot unsubscribe 
but they still keep, you know, telling me about new products, new promotion, as if I would care. But that's that's one way of doing SMS marketing. But it's it's like a misconception because it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be intrusive or spammy. And I noticed that, you know, people are more more concerned in Europe less, uh, more than than the U.S. about this uh, this this aspect. And you know, statistics are showing that. Over 89% of consumers prefer to engage with brands via text. And now, thanks to, you know, fully compliant tools, brands can rest assured they, they are not intrusive as shoppers are aware of when they are opt opting in. So they know, you know, at checkout, you have to have the marketing check box. You have to add in your privacy policy, in your terms and conditions, this aspect. So they are aware of it. Um, And they also provide their phone number. So they, they, they actually, sometimes they, they expect you to, to reach out. Uh, so they, and they also love the attention and personalization that they get from, from those texts. Of course, from brands that are actually uh, leveraging SMS uh, in the right way. And for example, at Carlo, we get so many shoppers saying that this is the best, the, the best service they've seen, or actually they're asking us if, Uh, they are talking to a human because they cannot believe it uh, that it's not a bot. Most of the, you know, most of consumers are used to bots. They are used to um, those automations. So they really enjoy talking and getting instant, instant answers, instant assistance, and you know, helping uh, like to to create like an overall seamless shopping experience. Um, another misconception, I would say, this is one of the biggest, and you mentioned it in the beginning, is the fact that SMS is supposed to be transactional. And I think it's one of the worst um, misconceptions because still some brands treat SMS as a transactional channel. You know, like sending shipping updates or order confirmations via text is okay, but it's, it's okay. So these kinds of texts are okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but... Um, it should not be the primary use case for SMS. Uh, SMS should be a channel where brands engage with their customers as they engage with their friends. And, you know, you, you as a merchant, you should use it to get tons and tons of direct feedback and use that feedback to adjust your business and then turn those, um, those subscribers into your loyal advocates. So this is another one. And another misconception The third one would be that, you know, SMS marketing only works for younger audiences. And if you think about it, everyone is on their phone all the time. So not just, not just millennials, um, Gen X or Gen Z, older demographics are also on their phone. Even I'm seeing like, you know, my family is I'm spending more time on their phone than I am. So it's, it's, it's total misconception. So We get thousands of conversations from older audiences who love getting support via text as it makes them, you know, it makes the shopping experience much easier for them. Things like, you know, just helping them adding the, that discount code or placing the order or editing the cart when they don't actually know how to do it. It really makes a difference. And if you think about it, older generations use fewer channels but they still rely on texting as a primary channel to connect. So, yeah. And I think yeah. one of the last ones is that SMS marketing is too expensive. Uh, and I would say here that 
it's 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 not true because brands can actually leverage it to combat high customer acquisition costs and if you if you use like a conversational approach you can actually reduce your support costs and the time you spend or your that your customer support team is spending uh, uh, for for uh, you know while talking to customers and it it one of the reasons is because it's one of the fastest channels you know it's real time and um, so for example at Carlo we, we are seeing um, around thirty one. Um, return on investment and a decrease in support costs uh, around like 20%. So in my opinion, if you use it right, it's one of the most cost efficient channels out there. And I would say that especially for brands located in the US, Canada, UK and Australia, because uh, it can get a little bit expensive in uh, countries such as uh, Germany, Netherlands and other European countries. In those countries, our uh, SMS is a bit more expensive. Uh, yeah, I've um, had first-hand experience of how expensive it can get without you realizing. Um, at a pre- previous company I was at, we we were getting having loads of success using SMS um, for mo- for promotions, basically uh, in the UK, and so we decided to use it in Spain. And no one told us, or no one told my team, that not only was an SMS twice the price but you also got half the characters. So we had a, a, a massive campaign go out and mm-hmm. each of our SMS messages was costing us four times oh, a, a UK yeah. message. Um, and it, it worked quite well, but yeah, the, the four times the price um, damaged the ROI. You know, you say it's more expensive. Yes, it is. Like Obviously, it's more expensive than email and, and probably more so than kind of live chat and stuff. But you're you're right there's the ROI on it and if you're if you're getting a really positive ROI on it then the cost doesn't really matter as long yeah. as it's returning money yeah um and then yeah just a comment on your um on the the channel preference i think i think people do have a preference for marketing promotions um mine is mostly email i'd say um, but if the right brand drops me an SMS, I'll I'll react to it. But yeah, I think, like you said, everyone's on their phone and so much as well. And if it's a if it's a conversation you're having uh, rather than just being blasted, uh, you know, if it's if it's an actual two way conversation, then yeah, loads of people will be responsive to it. Um, and I, I wouldn't have thought demographics would matter so much. Yeah, and I believe you know the best way to approach this is. Like when you're using pop-ups or other, you know, sign-up forms, you should ask customers, like, where where do they want to be um, contacted? Where do they prefer? So it's either email, text, uh, I don't know, what else, WhatsApp. So if you ask them, it you can really, you know, segment, uh, segment your subscribers list and send them text, send them um, or reach out to them where they where they prefer. So that would be ideal in my opinion, because not everyone, you know, loves email, not everyone loves, you know, SMS or cold calling. So that's what I would do. Yeah. I think, I think calling is probably a little bit much for most people. Yeah. Um, especially if you're, yeah, especially if it was just a promotion, um, but it'd have to be really high ticket to do that. So maybe it would work for those companies. Um, 
what can brands do to make SMS successful? Yeah. Um, so I believe SMS marketing is like still at the beginning. Uh, there's so much opportunity ahead of us and the market is fragmented. So this means, you know, brands have quite a few options already. But the question is how long until they realize they cannot treat SMS like any other channel. And I would say the biggest thing that brands should really pay attention to is, you know, not treating SMS like another automated or transactional channel because it's not. And we know that, you know, customer experience is a key factor in purchase decisions and that around, I think, 75% of consumers are frustrated when they cannot reply to a text message from a business. But uh, why are most brands blasting their you know, subscribers with the same types of discounts, promos, or time-sensitive offers if, if this is the case? And while there's nothing wrong with that, I mean, your messages should still be a mix of promotions, new releases, educational content, or anything else that you've already got planned for your email or social channels. But you have to keep in mind that SMS is the most intimate channel that opens like a whole new world of possibilities. So you don't have to stick to only, you know, promotions or new releases. You can also like do giveaways, surveys, you can, I don't know, ask for reviews, you can leverage user generated content and combine it with SMS or combine it with email. There's so many, so many opportunities. And I think the... The, the only thing that you have to keep in mind while you're crafting like a campaign or like, I don't know what you're crafting, like a flow, it's, you know, always think how, how can I provide value through this text message? Is this a text message that I would like to receive? Would I reply to this text message? And I think this is the, the most important aspect that brands should keep in mind. And yeah, I think um, I yeah. think that applies to a lot a lot in marketing and business generally. Yeah. Really, is this going to provide value to the customer? Um, you know, if if I read this email or read this product page or, or whatever it is, is that is, is that actually telling me you know what I need it to? Um, is is it a good experience for the customer? Yeah, the way I see, I I actually see brands starting to focus on marketing tools that really enhance the customer experience and create hyper-personalized multi-channel experiences. So this is where I see that brands are going towards. And this is a, a, it's, it's a great thing. I see, you know, like last year's, if you, if you look, people were not that concerned about retention or increasing customer lifetime value, but I see brands going towards, you know, finding ways to understand their customers better and to increase that retention. And they realize that having, you know, a loyal customer, it's the customers is much more important than having, uh, I don't know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of customers, much more important to have that loyal or brand advocates. Yeah, definitely. You get happy customers uh, generally come back and buy again. They'll leave positive reviews. They'll refer friends. Uh, post on social media you know there's so much extra value you get from these happy happy loyal customers that isn't necessarily just money in your pocket but it's definitely worth 
there's yeah there's so much value there that um yeah building up a, an engaged and happy loyal customer base is, is definitely better than just trying to acquire new customer after new customer yeah i know we've we've kind of discussed a few of them but are there any other big mistakes or common mistakes brands make with sms obviously just yeah i guess just mass promotions is probably one of the biggest we say almost common but yeah any any other mistakes we haven't really touched on well um I would say one of them would be sending only, you know, one-way messages and not providing the subscribers the option to get replies if they have questions. Then I would say I see a lot of brands sending texts too often and the recommended frequency is around eight marketing messages per month. So let's say two two per week. You can You can send two per week, but that content has to be like very targeted, segmented and, and valuable. And another thing um, that I, I saw is that brands usually don't treat abandoned cards as opportunities to understand their shoppers better. And, you know, to find out who their shoppers really are, what they need, what their expectations are, why they opted in for the emails or texts in the first place. Uh, they just want to see those cards being recovered as fast as possible. And most brands would push a, a lot of promotions, discount codes, with no intention of really, you know, finding the, the the real problem. And then, you know, one day, one day, um, okay, you one day you let's say you you recover all your, your all your abandoned cards. You are super happy. Oh yes, I recovered them. That's great. But then the next day, the abandonment rate is the same or maybe higher. But and then you ask yourself, isn't that a sign that something must be off? Isn't that a sign that I'm not offering my shoppers what they actually need or care for. And something must upset all those people that are abandoning since my abandonment rate has not lowered. Um, so I believe that's the moment, the, the biggest opportunity for uh, for you to reach out at, at that exact time after they abandoned and simply ask, you know, how can I help? To find the root cause that will help you adjust your business and you really get to know your customer from the inside out. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree. Um, I think too many brands, there's, there's just not enough focus on how do we improve um, just and just generally as, as well, you know, even with things like email uh, open rates, pay, brands tend to just, you know, they look at the numbers and say, right, okay, we'll just test a new subject line. Let's just make something up. Uh that we think will do better, but it's almost never based off information that the customers are giving them. You know, you, yeah. you, you, if you can get in touch with people and, and get this feedback, you can find out exactly what, what wording should go in that subject line to then uh, drive higher open rates. Yeah, true. Um, do you see any big trends coming up in the way businesses use SMS then? Or, or, and, and one-to-one communication, really? Yes, definitely. SMS is slowly taking over the entire shopping experience, in my opinion. And I think that the the entire like web shopping experience will be done through conversational channels very soon. And it's already, you know, uh, it's already taking place. And customers today, they want convenience and they will give their loyalty to the brands that provide it. And Brands no longer dictate the terms of communication, however, their customers do. So that's that's where I see 
this trend going and I think it's going to really stick I mean and for for the long term yeah I think we'll definitely see more and more SMS used more and more it'd be interesting to see whether brands start using it to actually sell uh, almost directly through uh, the SMS so you know if you had uh, have your card on your account for example uh, and I text a company let's think of an example um, yeah you, you yeah, I, I mean oh, you, you know would what? definitely it's... be able to to buy through text or return items to through text uh, like everything at, at the convenience of your phone like you know while staying in bed you can make purchases and yeah I yeah. think a great example actually would be someone like Gusto um, so do you know Gusto yeah yeah um, but like HelloFresh it's meal uh, uh, meal delivery service yeah meal, meal kits um, you could if you could text them to ask about the menu on a certain week so I suppose you're not you're not buying necessarily but you know if you could open that conversation by text uh, instead of having to go to the website and browse it um, you know maybe it'd be a lot of work on on CS if if thousands and thousands of subscribers reached out every week just to ask what the menu is. But this can be can be automated. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah, I suppose you could actually. Um, and then if you, yeah, so you'd have certain keywords. So if I asked if you've got anything yeah. with a certain ingredient in, it, it could just respond back saying, yep, we've got this on the menu. It would be super convenient. And then you could just say, yeah, can you add that to my, add that to my menu? That'd be quite good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to try it out. Um, I, know, I know some some brands, some products obviously work really well with the visual side. So I know that I like to look at the Gusto website and see the images of the recipes. And that, that makes a massive um, impact on my decision process. But yeah. Yeah, definitely when it comes to food. I mean, most... most um, most companies in, in in industry have their own apps, so that makes it a little bit easier for consumers to to navigate through apps. I feel like they are mo- most more convenient than you know entering like a a website or or having to email someone. Uh, definitely much more convenient. But maybe if you could do it through text and I don't know, get also some some visuals on what's on the menu that day or something like that, that would be like super, super cool and convenient. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on just before we, we finish then, do you have any pet peeves when it comes to marketing? What's, uh, what, what annoys you at the moment? Yeah, um, I actually hate traditional marketing tactics such as you know sending automated LinkedIn connection messages uh, I actually looked today through my connection requests and, oh my God, I saw so many people that, you know, they use like a message, like an automated message and they include my emoji because I, I put intentionally that yeah. emoji in my name and I see I see it all over the, the connection request and I just kept ignore, ignore, ignore. I just cannot, of course, I didn't, you know... Um, I didn't run through the entire list because it, it would take too much time to actually uh, go through all the connection requests. But that's one thing that I definitely hate. Also, uh, I hate cold cold calling because we were okay. talking. Um, I don't know how other SaaS businesses or big companies pull it off. 
uh, in some industries, definitely, it definitely works. But myself, when I see like an unknown number calling me, I get anxious. I just don't want to respond. I don't know what's yes. up, but I just don't like it. <laughs> I, I have to answer them at the moment because of the, because I'm selling my flat, buying a house. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do get quite a few phone calls that I, I need to be responding to. Um, yeah. But it's so frustrating when it's, uh, when it's a salesperson. Oh, yeah. And when, you know, you, you think, oh, maybe it's like the, you know, the, the delivery guy or the courier that's bringing my package. I have to answer. I have to make sure I'm not missing anything. But then like a salesperson catches you and you cannot like escape or you are trying to make excuses. Oh, no, I'm not interested. Thank you. But no. <laughs> yeah, I think um, just b- back on the automation, uh, LinkedIn automation. Yeah. So I've seen loads of people. Um, <laughs> using that emoji now um maybe i should do it just to see how many automated messages i'm getting um but actually what i find slightly worse is what would appear to be an actual bespoke message that they've they've actually written to me and it's it's irrelevant (laughs) and it's it's clearly not targeted i've got i've got one i'm looking at it now in my my (laughs) LinkedIn connection inbox, I guess that's what you call it. Um, someone said they're looking for a new media buyer for an e-com marketing agency uh, <laughs> and thought my profile was a good fit. I don't think I've, I, I don't think it mentions media buying on my profile at all. And it's, it's not something I've ever done. So that I think annoys me more than, uh, than an automated approach. Cause it, it just, yeah, yeah. I got I got some of those recruiting messages. I mean, can't you see that I have my own business? Why would you why would you even write that to me? I mean, definitely the, some people don't even look, you know, through the through the LinkedIn profile and analyze it to see, okay, is this like the the best person person that I should reach out to or they're just, you know, doing the things to just check another another thing on their to-do list. I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um, my new pet peeve, well, it's not a new pet peeve. I've, I've had it for a long time. Um, but it really it really bothered me today was, um, actually, it's a twofold thing. Firstly, emailing someone, this is B2B stuff, emailing someone on your marketing list with an ebook uh, or ebook or white paper or whatever, a report, and then asking them to fill in a form with their email address in order to get it um you know just just give me the content stop gating content to someone who's on your list and the second thing related to that is forcing people to use business email addresses oh my god yeah sign up and claim that content because all that's going to happen is i'm going to i'm going to put my business well sometimes i'll just leave it but otherwise i'll put my business address in i'll download the report I will send that to my my other account, my personal account where I keep the stuff, and I'll unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. And so, or you either use like um, you know like um, an email address that you are not using anymore, so yeah, you are not and checking it. It's it's not. I guess it's not so bad for in the example where I was already on their list because, uh, which also raises the question of how I'm on their list if they don't accept. Uh, hotmail accounts but I, I must have done it somehow but um for, for brands that don't have you you just 
you're cutting down the number of people who are going to get on that email list because e- either people will just leave it and say, well, I'm not going to do that, or they will unsubscribe immediately and see so you lose them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just finally, do you think there's any particular aspects of marketing which is really underrated at the moment, except SMS, obviously? I would say customer support. Uh, maybe some people would say that it's not part of marketing, but I believe it is. Uh, it can really become a revenue channel similar to SMS or email. And a lot of brands provide poor customer support and do not prioritize it, uh, unfortunately. And that's why they, you know, um, the, the, the customer lifetime value stays low and, and they are unable to scale. So definitely, I, I'd say that customer support. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. It's interesting that you've, I, I asked about an underrated aspect of marketing and you've gone with CS. I, I do feel like customer support is should be part of marketing. Um, but instead, it's just seen as a like a cost center, really, isn't it? Yep. And yeah, if you, if you have a bad experience with customer service, well, I'm not sure what the stat is, but I've definitely seen stats about, around how many people would abandon a business if there's poor customer service. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. It's really, really good stuff. If people want to get in touch and find out more, what's the best way of doing that? Sure. So um, you can get in touch with me via Twitter or LinkedIn. Uh, I'm at Lisa Popovich. And also, um, if you want to, to learn more, we're actually hosting a, an omni-channel webinar on the 20th of May. And this will be a, a webinar with some of our partners. So Gorgeous, Recart, Talk Media and Clickly. And it's going to be full of, you know, insightful, uh, insightful information, also giveaways, so if you're a merchant that wants to learn the best ways to, to tap into conversational marketing channels, this webinar will definitely, will definitely be, with, be for you. And you, you, you'll be able to see it on, on, the, on the social profiles uh, in the following days. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, yeah, I'll, get the, I'll make sure the link's in the show notes. Awesome. Cool. Right. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Will. It was a pleasure. So while SMS can be and is often used as a direct response marketing channel, it's when it's used as a conversational engagement channel that it really shines. Instead of just simply sending a message saying, you left a product in your basket, please come and buy it. You could say, you left the product in your basket. Did you have any questions about it before you purchase? Encourage the response, build the relationship with your customer, and not only will it generate sales for you because you've answered those questions, but you'll also gather huge amounts of really valuable feedback, which can then be fed into the rest of the business. Some might say, you know, they still have questions about the product. Some might say they were really surprised to see shipping costs at the end. All of that can be fed back into the business for improvement, whether it's the product page, shipping information, whatever. If you'd like to learn more about conversational SMS, you can find Lisa on LinkedIn or head over to cartloop.io. Any other podcast questions, feedback, guest requests, send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com or tweet me at Will Lawrenson. Next up, I've got Corey Haynes with me. We're going to be talking about marketing swipe files. But until then, keep those customers clicking. Mm-hmm.